Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour on the air. We're glad you're with us. Bob and Kelly, we're in the Southern Bank Core Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke, Southern Bank Core Studio in Laurel. Got a good show for you today. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, going to join us. Talk to Swayze Bozeman. Great interview with that kid today. Quentin Bivens as well. Going to hear from Billy Wiles, starting quarterback, how he's feeling. First, though, a programming note, uh, Kelnack, the Magnificent, on his way here, stopped, delayed yesterday in Louisiana by environmental protesters, I understand, but it delayed him, it was cleared up, the protesters were fed to the Gators, the Gators are happy, Kelnack is on his way and will be here Thursday. Yeah, apparently, he wasn't picking up after uh, a hump, we'll just put it that way, he wasn't right. cleaning up after him, and you know, that... that... <laughs> There's that. That's Hump. Hump's yeah. with him. <laughs> yeah, that was problematic. So. All right, so Hump, we'll have Hump tied out here to the corner market food store. <laughs> You'll course, smell him, Coke yeah. Machines. Uh, <laughs> Kelnack will be here Thursday along with? Phil Hall will be here as well on Thursday. Wow, Luke, you're going to be here, right? It's going to be a big day on the Eagle Island. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I heard, I mean, I heard he had, like, immigration issues, like his visa was expired it or something. Be. So it different rumors out of the uh, Kelnack yeah. camp. You would have thought he could have seen that coming. Yeah, yeah, I've always wondered on these 1-800, you know, these uh, 1-800 psychic lines, they'll go, uh, hey, what's your name? You go, well, you're the psychic. You tell me. You right. tell me. <laughs> right. Luke Johnson, how tough is it to overcome injuries? I, I want to introduce this segment with uh, Swayze Bozeman, who now is starting his fifth year. His last two seasons cut short after four games because of season-ending injuries. But he's rehabbed again, man, and he, he is ready to go. What kind of fortitude does that take? So, well, Swayze, he, he joked with me during the summer. He said, you know, I'm probably going to be the first person possibly to, to go seven seasons because he played two years at Juco. Right. And then uh, now he's his fifth year. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's a dude. He, he married Macy in the offseason and was determined to come back. It's kind of like what, what happened with Hobbes this year. Swayze last year said, I got injured. I'm, I'm out. I'm going to stay and try to make this team better. And so he wanted to come back for – for his final year, and and uh, he is a he is a guy that with uh, with Hayes Maples is going to be a leader on this defense. Here's Swayze Bozeman. All right, uh, Swayze Bozeman on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Swayze, uh, got to feel pretty good. Uh, long journey in rehab. Talk about uh, the the journey from when you were injured last year to where you are now. Yes, it's, it's been a long way back. You know, I got hurt on the about the fifth play of the game versus Tulane, which was week four, and. Uh, 
didn't get clear to really do a whole lot until the end of the spring you know so that was uh different than any other injury that i've had you know i've had plenty of ankle stuff where you wait a few weeks and next thing you're walking you're jogging everything you're back going and this was the first time where i couldn't do anything for a while and that uh almost drove me crazy because i felt like i could i could do more than they'd let me but no shout out to big daddy for to todd to uh would get me back the way he did and I'm, i trust him and, and everything and so uh, he we had a plan and uh, the plan worked you know and I, I feel i feel great i feel better than i have in a long time you know, my body feels great i feel recuperated and so uh, i'm just i'm blessed to be able to come back and do this and i'm really excited for what the season holds Swayze, people see football players get injured, but what they don't see is the rehab, the grind, the determination. What is it inside of you that uh, gives you the ability to fight back so against these injuries? Uh, I, I love this game. You know, ever since I could pick up a football, I've been in love with the game. And so, uh, you know, I try to do everything to the best of my ability, whether that be playing on the field my rehab or making my bed in the morning you know i try to i try to do everything like the bible says like you're working for the lord and so yeah, i take my rehab the same way as i take my stuff on the field and you know i take pride in that because i want to be the guy who works harder than everyone else so when i was when i was in elementary we used to have the saying practice make perfect and it doesn't perfect practice makes perfect and so i try to make every, all my preparation perfect I'll tell you a stat i pulled up about you this morning You've played in 26 games, 26 games, 56 tackles, 76 assists. You've been on 132 plays and 26 games. You you seem to be a, a guy that's always around the football. Yeah, that's kind of what I try to be. You know, obviously at the linebacker position, you get a lot of action, but uh, – you gotta you gotta play sideline to sideline. I think that kind of goes back to my safety days when I was in high school. I was the deep middle safety and had to run all over the place. And so, you know, kind of taking that mindset to linebacker, getting to the ball every play. And you know, our coaches do a great job of uh, making us pursue the ball. And so, when you do that, it helps you get in on a lot of plays. Yeah. As a player, can you block that injury out when you start playing Saturday night? Oh yeah, I, I haven't thought about it one bit. I'm. I'm past it, and I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for each play, and you know, I, I've gone past the prep my my body at this point. It's really prepped my mind now to see, you know, see what I can pick up uh, pre-game, like on all my film study. But now I'm looking forward to what can I pick up during the game, try to get an edge on the opponent. All right, your fifth year here. What's it going to mean to you when you run out on this field Saturday night to start your senior year? You know, once you said that, I got chills a little bit. You know, I'm a uh, you know, I was supposed to be a, you know, my last year, 2020, and the COVID got that, so I was blessed to, blessed to come back for 2021, and then injuries and last year and 2021, you know, kind of set me back for this year. You know, I'm, you know, I'm excited to to run through the tunnel and run out to the rock and just, you know, see the fans just filled with black and gold in the stadium. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be surreal. It's gonna be a moment that I probably won't forget, just knowing that this is my my last home opener, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take it all in and just enjoy it. Well, you're a real credit to the football program, and you do understand, don't you, that everybody in the stands is really going to be pulling for you all year. Well, I, I'm, I'm honored that, that you say that, and I'm excited, and hopefully we'll give the fans a good show and they'll have a, a good time this season. I'll tell you what, if being muscular and fit, and you, and you can identify with this, Kelly, if being muscular and fit prevents you from being re-injured, this, kid's in, this kid, much like you, is a brick. He's a, he's a specimen. Look, to play that game, uh, and a lot of that has to do with you know the the off season conditioning and and training. Uh, I really admire these strength and, and agility coaches, man. Keeping these guys. This the, is a great kid. Yeah, I mean that, and of course he's been around a while, so you'd expect yeah. the maturity a little bit. But he certainly has 
He's, he's well-founded. His head's on straight. Coach Hall did say to me uh, at practice today that he thought about what he said to you yesterday, and he still couldn't come up with a player whose physique reminded him of you. So he's working on it. He wants you to know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stump Santa on the air right now, Bob. Uh, go. Swayze from downtown Flora, Mississippi. Went to Tri-County Academy. Name that mascot, Santa. Oh, boy. You do. You, that's an academy. Yeah. You do have me on that one, Luke. Uh, Patriots. I had to look it up. Hey, you're nah, Not Rebels. Rebels. But you're okay. in the, kind of the same okay. genre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoot. Uh, he, he is from Florida. He actually is born and raised a half a mile from where my family's land was for many, many, many years. And uh, I don't know, Luke. You, we talk a lot about the character of these athletes, and there are lots of them here. But, boy, you'd have to – You'd have to go a long way to find a higher character kid than Swayze Bozeman. I've got to know Swayze um, because he is uh, Bill and Amanda Broadheads. Uh, he's a Christian athlete, you know, uh, football endowment scholarship, and he was—he's been on it for several years. And there's a brotherhood there. We all have group texts. Me and Ryan McKee and Austin Davis and Jonathan Gary and all Jonathan Palmer and all those dudes. Swayze's in on that, and uh, so you get to know those guys. And uh, he's just kind of exemplified. On that front, but as well as like you know what being a Southern Miss Golden Eagle means, and uh, so so I'm excited that he came back. And it's same way with with some of those guys that they get hurt. You don't want to go out that way when you still feel like you got gas in the tank and you still feel like you have something to offer. Now think about all of the transfer portal guys and all the young talent that uh, Southern Miss has brought in. You know on on both sides of the ball, he stepped right back into his starting position. Depth chart released yesterday. We'll talk about right. it with Heath later on the program. Right. He's starting at linebacker alongside Hayes Maples. That just shows you how good that linebacking core is. And and Luke, can you when you've suffered two? He suffered two injuries in a row that stopped him after game four. Can you block that out of your mind? I mean, do you just blank that out of your mind and and not let it weigh on you? You have to, or else you're not going to play like you you should. You can't play on your heels. You can't play tentative. He's going to go through. Part of the reason why you know he he has had injuries like that is because he goes all out. You'll see him diving. You'll see him jumping. Right. You'll, and I think the two years ago was the hand. It was the hand injury, and he wore a cast. He casted it up for a while. So it's just because of of the way he plays, and that's what you want. Yeah. Still to come in the show, Quentin Bivens talks about the joy of crushing a quarterback and knocking him flat of his back. You'll get a kick out of what he's. Uh, he reacted to that. Also, we're going to hear a little bit from Billy Wiles, feeling the butterflies a little bit maybe. How big a time is this for him? And uh, coming on the other side of the break, uh, Heath Hinton uh, from Big Gold Nation. You know, the name Swayze, there used to be a, a pitch man in radio, John Cameron Swayze, yeah. who used to talk about how Timex watches would take a licking and keep on ticking. You might say that about Swayze Bozeman. Uh, I, I hope so bad this kid can play his last year injury free. We all do. Yeah, Hayes Maples is in that same boat. I completely you know? agree. Yeah. yeah. Great kids. I'm glad that he's character. redeemed the name Swayze because the only other thing I think about is the Ole Miss baseball stadium. So uh, good job, Bozeman. You, you remember to, John Cameron Swayze, Bob? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And who's the actor? Patrick Swayze. Yes. Right. I don't know what that has to do with anything we're talking about. He he, uh, he did that famous skit in Saturday Night Live at the Chippendales with a guy that does look like me, Chris Farley. He's <laughs> <laughs> hitting
Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue for sponsoring that opening segment. Great place to take your family. Still time to call them if you want to cater a tailgate uh, this Saturday uh, for the Alcorn State opener. Dickie's is the place to call. Dickie's Barbecue right there by the mall in Hattiesburg. Campus Bookmark, that's another must-stop. Got to go say hello to Miss Kathleen. Ask for the latest Southern Miss apparel. Ask her where, you know, where the guys from the Eagle Hour get their clothes, though. She'll tell you. She'll point to the special section that Kelly shops over in the uh, – in the corner that that one and at uh you know omar the tent maker <laughs> <laughs> want to thank uh dickie's barbecue and campus bookmark for all they do he is the uh, proprietor owner and uh ceo i guess of big gold nation uh depth depth chart comes out gonna get Heath's opinion of course uh billy wiles named the starting quarterback uh, heath i asked him today is he feeling a little bit of maybe a little butterfly issue and uh here's what he had to say we'll get your thoughts afterwards you expecting any butterflies Saturday night? No, I'm excited. I'm confident and excited and ready to go. Um, obviously, there's there's a certain feeling that comes with games, and that's for everyone. Um, so it's going to be really fun. But, yeah, just all, all I'm feeling right now is just excitement and confidence and ready to go out and play with these guys. Pretty exciting time for you and your family? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're going to they're gonna be down here uh, Friday, so they're super excited, and I'm excited to see them. I'm excited to get the chance to watch them play in the Rock. All right, Heath Hinton, uh, what, what do you think Will Hall wants to see out of Billy Wiles Saturday night? I think he just wants to see him play within the system. I, there's so many skill position guys. I mean, we're just talking about you look at the depth chart. You look at the skill position players Southern Miss has this year. And just play within the system. Get the ball out to your playmakers. Make the right reads. Uh, you don't have to win the game. You just you just need to uh, control things and work within the offense. And great things will happen with this with this team. I think that's what Will Hall is looking for. I think that's what that's why he won the starting gig. I think that Holman Edwards more of a risk taker, and I think Hall recognizes that you know we need somebody that works in the system because we do have some new skill position guys. We got guys that we can get the ball out to five yards and let them make plays. That's all Billy has to do with his offense. He does that, they'll be very successful. And I think and I think starting out slowly, you know, to where they do gain confidence, because we've talked about this a hundred times that confidence breeds competence. Maybe start slowly and then, you know, as the game wears on, open things up a little bit when the guys are feeling themselves a little bit more. That's reasonable. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And, look, you're going to take your shots. But, yeah, you, you want to get out there, give them some five-yard short passes, get it to Willis, get it to those guys in space. Just let them do their thing, and then once the game gets going, once you feel more comfortable, uh, take more shots downfield and uh, let let your wide receivers and running backs make plays. He's just got to not turn the ball over and – manage the game, and Southern Miss will win a lot of games. So let's look at that depth chart, uh, Heath. I know Luke has some questions specifically, but I want to, I want to focus on the cornerback position because there's been a lot of, uh, as Will Hall said on this show Monday, there's a lot of talent there, but none of it's been tested. So what do the cornerback positions look like going into the game against the Braves Saturday night? I think it's it's a deep position. It's just untried. Well, I don't want to say untried. you got MJ Daniels who played at Ole Miss who's played snaps there. So a guy that's, you know, maybe not be the guys that started, but you look at Brandon Tolles and 
uh, Mike Carraway. Both have, have played a bunch of. Uh, both have played a bunch in college. Quez McNeil coming from JUCO, so they're guys that maybe not played at Southern Miss, but they are guys that have experience on the field. So I'm actually not really looking for them to have a problem adapting. I think they're going to be just fine, especially with the way these guys have been playing in practice and the depth they had back, back there. They're just going to rotate in and out. I'm, I'm excited to see what this secondary does. I'm excited to see Dylan Lawrence play safety and what I've heard about him the way he hits people. I'm excited to watch that. So I think the secondary is fine. I think the defense is fine. I think it's going to be a a, a game where they're going to be able to go in and and try to dominate and, and get the season start off on the right path. Well, we've talked about how uh, you know a game like this might not necessarily be a game that you, that you want to have as an opener, but I I disagree because it does give you a chance to gain a little bit of, of confidence and not that you're that you don't trust Billy Wiles, but it gives him a chance. That this is not a, you should beat Alcorn, right? Even if you don't play well, Luke. But um, your thoughts now? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, I was just thinking about it today. I mean. Technically, in a scrimmage, you would be going up against a better defense than what you are in the first game. It's not a disparaging comment to Alcorn. I mean, that's just right. You're you're going against FBS players in a scrimmage, but it counts this time. And I think that's that's the most important thing. How how are they going to respond to when it really counts? All right, Heath on the depth chart. Really, no real changes except Brandon Hayes jumps um, Frog Jones. Um, su- surprising to you that? I mean, it's basically a burner for a burner in that way. No, the way they've been talking about Hayes and the way Hayes performing in camp, it's not really surprising at all. Uh, him and him and Frog, they're going to play uh, really close to the same amount of snaps. So when you look at the wide receivers, those guys, they're going to play a lot of snaps even if they don't start. It's just an issue of who had to name somebody on the depth chart, and they put the guys out there. But I don't see really any big surprises. Uh, just I think the biggest thing, and I keep saying it, is you look at what they have at depth. When you've got a Caston, a Hayes, a Jones, a Franks, uh, you look at a Ty Mims, a Henderson, you look at what you got at running backs, Gorgian, Clark, Clay, also Pittman, Willis, J.Q. Gray is listed on depth chart as a freshman. I think he's probably not going to play that much because they want to redshirt him but he's listed those are just guys that are so phenomenally athletically gifted athletes i'm excited to see them get the ball in the hands and see what they do during a game because luke as you said they've been practicing against the defense the offense is probably better than what they're going to be playing against this weekend the difference is the lights are on it counts how do you adjust when you get under the lights and 30,000 people inside the rock. That's what the biggest adjustment would be for these guys. Also on the depth chart, we had a hint and, and you know, knew this was going to be there, but it is interesting. Superback is mentioned is listed on there. Frank Gore not listed at that position. Chandler Pittman, uh, Antavius Rambo-Willis, and then, as you mentioned, J.Q. Gray. That I feel like the Superbacks on there not just for teams to prep for it, but I feel like there's going to be situations, maybe not this game, but but in, in several games where Will Hall's actually going to employ the Superback. Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure that Frank's going to be the guy, the guy taking the snaps a lot back there because you can't deny what he does throwing the deep ball. 
and his ability to run the superback. So he's going to take superback snaps. But, yeah, you look at Willis and Pittman, both were high school quarterbacks. So they're two guys that can sit back there and have experience. They know what it's like to maybe take snaps, look at a defense, figure out where they want to run with the football, what they want to do with it at that point. So I think the superback, it also gives teams something else to prepare for. And you never know when you're going to see it. So I think it's a smart move to put the super back um, on the depth chart. I think it makes people, other teams have to to prepare a little more. Last question for for me: If Southern Miss gets up in this game, do we see Holman Edwards earlier than later, or is it basically allowing Billy Wiles to get as many game reps as possible? Well, I, that's an interesting question because I think as long as you're not going to put Wiles out there with the second-team offensive line. You're not going to do that. So as long as you see the first-team offensive line, Wiles is going to be in the game. And then I think you'll see, uh, if you get up, you will see Edwards uh, working with the first team a little while. Then they'll bring the second team in, and you'll see Edwards. So I, I expect Edwards to play probably in the third quarter. Hopefully uh, Southern Miss is up that much that you get to see him by the third quarter. But we'll see. But I expect to see Edwards playing because they need a backup. You <clears throat> got to have a backup with experience, and this is a good chance to do that. Yeah, I would think you want to play as many players that have been there at fall camp grinding it out in this heat. You want as many of those kids on the field as you can possibly get on the field so that everybody feels good about themselves uh, second game. All right, just 50 seconds left, uh, Heath. Uh, your thoughts about the game. How, how do you see it playing out? Look, I I know there's some last coach hall, you know, what do you think about, you know, Alcorn State saying they're going to come down here and they want to win. Well, of course they do. They're, they're coming down here to play a football game. He doesn't play a game to win. Um, but look, this is a game Southern Miss should win easily. Um, this should not be a difficult game for Southern Miss. Maybe there's a little, you know, sputter out the gate, but and by no means should Southern Miss have any problems winning this game with the talent they have, with the talent they've acquired, and what Coach Hall's done with this team. I think Southern Miss wins, and I think it's a good tune-up game to get ready to travel on the road to uh, Florida State. Look, if Southern Miss loses to Alcorn, we got, there's more problems here Yeah. It just loses to, uh, uh, to uh, Southern Alcorn. Miss. There's major issues at that point. Southern Miss is not going to lose to Alcorn. No, they're not. They're not. All right, Heath, how do you join Big Gold Nation real quick? Yes, sir. Go to southernmiss.rivals.com. Click on the subscribe button. You can join for a year or by month. Uh, yearly is $2 less every month, so $20, $24 less a year. All right, buddy, thanks. Heath Hitton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. When we come back, Quentin Bivens, hear what he has to say. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thanks uh, for tuning in with us this afternoon. Want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation for joining us. Want to remind you about the Noel Daniels Motor Company. You can buy a new Icon cart from Noel Daniels Motors. You can get delivered anywhere in Mississippi, just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all of your needs around the neighborhood, the Farmer Evans Golf Course. And remember, they'll deliver it to you right here. 
well, wherever in Mississippi. Just $99. Great inventory, best deal regardless. Tell your phone, take me to Noel Daniels Motors. Take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon or shop online at noeldaniels.cars. Now, also want to mention our great friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. And boy, oh boy, do they have a schedule here at Game Week. You're not kidding, Bob. Beginning uh, tonight, of course, every Tuesday night is service night where uh, the guys at 4th Street, they always you know, want to treat other people, servers, bartenders, dishwashers, all those you know, cooks. Um, so they pay honor to them on uh, Tuesday nights, which is service industry night. Then tomorrow night they're having Aloha Trivia. Uh, that's tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Then Friday night, they've got a pregame party all Friday night long for Southern Miss fans who want to get started early. Gee, who might that be? <laughs> then on Saturday, of course, game day party all day long. And don't forget on your menu this week for lunch on Thursday, it's Pork Chop Thursday and your favorite, Bob, Catfish Friday. I'll never forget Catfish Friday. Hey, Quentin Bivens is one of the big dogs on the defensive line and I think the most improved part of the football team last year clearly was the D-line. All of those guys are back. This this could be a remarkable season defensively on the uh, on the line of scrimmage for the Golden Eagles. Talked to Quentin earlier today at practice, and he agrees this could be a really, really good year. So world name Billy Wiles, a starter. Okay, Quentin Bivens on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Quentin, uh, you've come home in a sense, uh, being from Wayne County. What's the journey back to Southern Miss been like for you? Uh, it's been very well, very good, you know, like coming out of high school, like Southern Miss was one of the schools I probably wanted to go to even though I went to Ole Miss, but um, even though I'm here now, I'm I'm really good. So it's better, I'm assuming, for your family to be here, for your friends to be here. What does that mean to you? Uh, It means a lot. My family, they travel well everywhere I go anyway, so either I'm here, uh, school, 500 miles away, they're going to show up. All right, last year the strength of this team clearly was the defensive line. Coach uh, on the show yesterday said all of you guys are back. He's expecting even better defensive line play this year. Uh, what's the uh, what's the thought amongst you D-linemen as uh, you head into the season? Uh, I thought effort, physical, make more plays, make more plays than we had, did last year, more sacks, just more everything. And how much better is it that you guys now have a year under your belt together? Because there were so many new pieces that came together last year. Uh, it's great because, like, we just feel more together, you know. Like, uh, last year, we just, all of us was new. We were just getting to hold each other. Now, a year together, two years, uh, it's, it's, it's great. All right, I think it's fair to say that the reason this team made a bowl game last year was the play of the defensive line. Uh, a lot of expectations this year. Do those expectations bother you, or do you guys welcome the expectation and the excitement? Yeah, we welcome the expectations because, like, we're going to always see the expectations. Like, every goal we set, we try to go past that, you know what I'm saying? So we always try to, like, get better every year. Every, every, every game, we just want to be great. All right, what are your goals for the year? My goal is just be the best me as I possibly can, you know. Um, I just want to increase my stats from last year a whole lot and have more effort plays. All right, so you have a choice, one of two things. The tailback is coming up the middle and you nail him. Or the quarterback drops back under pressure and you plant the quarterback. Which which are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take the quarterback. 
<laughs> just because uh, it's a it's a a big play, big sack, and you know you can probably possibly get a strip sack, and you know you gotta have a good celebration. Now, come on, Quentin. Is there anything better than just busting the quarterback to the ground? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. All right. Good luck to you, young man. Thank you. All right. So we know what Quentin wants to do uh, Saturday night. I don't think. Th- I think if anybody was given that choice. You know, because the quarterbacks are the prima donnas anyway. We right. already know that they're treated right. special. Right. They are very <laughs> so as a punter, Luke, did you ever want to sack the quarterback and hear the, hear the breath come out of his chest when he hit the ground? Never got a chance. I, I did get a personal foul on a kickoff because I hit, a, I hit a, a TCU returner in a helmet-to-helmet shot. And uh, I was jogging off the field. And the referee, like, announced that the penalty was on me. And one of our D-linemen went, that's our kicker. <laughs> How you gonna throw a flag on our kicker? So uh, Monday, and and uh, we were watching special teams. Coach Bauer was like, "That was a good hit, Luke. Don't worry." About what it. was the hardest hit that you took, though, Luke, as a punter? Um, I got wiped out a couple times. It really wasn't like a, a direct hit, but we were playing NC State, and they would take my legs out, um, and I would fall back, and I, one time. I did it. I fell pretty hard on purpose and hit my head really hard Ouch. in order to get the flag. And so Dustin Allman, was, he was really happy. I extended two drives that day by so, doing so that. So you did get the flag. Yeah, I got two flags in that game. See, what happens is when you run out on the field the, for the first punt, the referee starts asking you what foot you kick with because he's going to set up on the opposite side because mm. he's going he's gonna to what. So I would run out there. The second one, it was this ACC ref, and I said, hey, I'm going to kick this one with my left foot. And he and I started joking every time because I punted a bunch that day. We should have won, but I, I punted a lot. And so probably the third punt, he started like – we started having this conversation, and so he was bound to take care of me. I ended up getting two two flags that day. But, I mean, we didn't get – you know, we dropped one. I, I dropped one against Bama. I got hit by a couple guys. Never really got laid out too much. All right, can we agree that the defensive line this year, Luke, uh, all of them are back. They played together last year. I think there's a little bit of new blood in there as well. And they were really good last year. But, boy, they, they should be dominating this year in the league. Yeah, you just wonder, you know, Armandus Cooley, how is it that you get a SEC transfer in his second year of playing a lot of football and he pops his Achilles? That would be, like, horrible for, for a team. I mean, he's already had surgery and he's on the way to recovery. But it's like they were so deep at the defensive line. Because they got Thomas from Arkansas, because they got Jalen Williams from Arkansas. Quentin came in, you know, a year and a half ago from Ole Miss. They they got uh, Bradarius Lewis from from Jones College. I mean, they are very deep at this, and one of those injuries that should cripple uh, a, a defensive line. They've they've just been able to move on, and so you think about even next year, you know, when Cooley gets back healthy and is able to help this this defensive line. I, Brandon, Brandon Lacey is going to be able just to kind of run hockey lines out there. That's how deep he is. And Jalen Williams has had a terrific fall, uh, yeah. the kid out of Tyler Town who transferred from, from Arkansas. And the other thing that fits into this puzzle, Bob, is at Media Day we learned that a lot of the other Sunbelt teams have deficiencies in the O-line. The, o, the offensive line, is that's like the most coveted position, right, when you're out recruiting players. And a lot of these teams, coaches would say, that's our number one thing that we need to fix. Well, is our that doesn't shape up well for them against Southern Miss. Correct. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going with yeah. this. So you'd think with another year of weight training, you know, bigger, stronger, faster, with deficient 
offensive lines of the opponents, it plays well into the Southern Miss uh, plan. I think we were right earlier. Defensively, they practice against a much better defensive football team than what they're going to play Saturday night. You would think so. You would think so. And, you know, the and I know coaches say take a game at a time, but remember Southern Miss's week two opponent is playing LSU this weekend. You know, so I will watch that game with a lot of interest, too, to see how well Florida State's Seminoles play against LSU injury-wise and just how well they execute. Yeah. Defense, still the strength of the team, right, Luke? Until the offense supplants it, yeah. I mean, that's – you have – I mean, being objective, we know what they have on offense, but nobody else does until they go out there and show it. Right. And I I think – I think, again, for this team this year, the question marks on offense actually help the Eagles because Will Hall knows what he's going to be able to run that he hasn't been able to run in years past and can cause people to possibly underestimate uh, what this offense is going to do. And the huge question marks about that Southern Miss offense is why all the preseason prognosticators had the Eagles pick to finish either third or fourth in the West. And I sense a real comfort and a... A relaxed Will Hall, more so going into this season than in the last two. So he must know something, and you would expect oh. if anybody would, he would know more than anybody else. I brought the schedule back, Kelly. It's right behind you here in the studio. I was talking to Jeremy Graves this morning. Man, I, I count seven wins just out of the gate, and and if you if you were to win half of the questionable games, you're looking at eight or nine wins. I just don't know where this. Four and five game win streak people are talking about is coming from. Again, I think part of it goes back to the uncertainty at quarterback. But again, the Golden Eagles weren't the only ones that had questions at quarterback. Arkansas State just moments ago named their starting quarterback. Old Dominion just named their starting QB last week. James Madison still hasn't named a starter going into the game Saturday, which tomorrow Noah Freire from the Freire and Smith Sunbelt podcast is going to join us. Sounds like an accounting firm. You sure that's a podcast? It does. Well, not as good as my accounting firm, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. But <laughs> but Noah Freire from Freire and Smith will be here tomorrow to run down all the starting quarterbacks and put everything into place as we head into weekend number one of Sunbelt Conference play. And get the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And we will be at Fuzzy's Tacos from 1 to 3 this Friday, kicking off 2023 football season. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com. They're located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Pro Shop. Batting cages. 70-yard indoor turf running facility. Hey, if uh, you know local coaches trying to get some 40 times, they have laser um Laser activated 40 times in there. I know that because they used it on me. I popped a hamstring in the process, but the laser <laughs> it was works. worth it. D-Bat and D1 in Hattiesburg. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bank or Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Big news yesterday, guys. 
The man had zero, count them, zero Division I offers coming out of high school, played at East Mississippi Community College, then came to Southern Miss and became all things at the wide receiver position, undrafted free agent, and now Jason Brownlee is a New York Jet on the 53-man roster. Good for him. He deserves it. He had a great, great fall camp. Announcing uh, yesterday that uh, that Brownlee had made it, and uh, it was cool. Frank Gore Jr., some of the other Golden Eagles, you know, sharing in that on on uh, X now. I should, I'll always say Twitter. But uh, congratulations, Jason Brownlee. Some more guys fighting for some spots. A, a guy, Kelly, um, that that uh, Arthur Smith, the coach of the Falcons, says has been one of the more competitive players that he's ever coached. Yeah, Natron Brooks is uh, is still in the at this hour. Of course, the the cut deadline is not till midnight tonight. But we have not received any notification that that he's been cut. So we're hoping that Natron yeah. will be able to survive the final cuts in Atlanta. Yeah. And, Luke, you've got some, some news. Yeah, a few more. Yeah. So Tykeem Doss still with the Ravens. Tim Jones uh, running number two for the Jags behind Calvin Ridley. He uh, he actually caught a touchdown um, the other night. I can't find anything about Cornell Armstrong. It's not showing on the depth chart, but it's not showing he's been been cut either. Tavarius Moore with the Green Bay Packers. Of course, he came over from the 49ers. What would like to see him you know, stay healthy because he, he's an explosive player. Nick Mullins backing up Kirk Cousins for the Minnesota uh, Vikings. Rakeem Nunez-Rochez uh, running number two for the, the New York Giants at defensive tackle. Eric Scott Jr. is going to be interested to see what he does. Of course, a six-round pick for the Cowboys. He had a really good uh, training camp preseason, uh, a little, little tougher so waiting to see if, if they sign him to the, the 53 man to run special teams or whether they try to develop him a little more in the practice squad. And of course, Quez Watkins starting for the Philadelphia Eagles. Cameron Tom finished the season and started with the, the Eagles, but I can't find him on the depth chart. No, nothing about him being cut either. So I'm sure tomorrow we'll be able to make a whole lot more of this clear. You know, Nunez Roches has really made himself quite a nice career in the NFL, hasn't he? I mean, he's been around to three or four different teams, but normally at the position that he plays, there's a lot of wear and tear. He's on a different team this year from the New York York Giants. Yeah, yeah. the Giants. But, I mean, again, as rugged as that position is, man, he's been pretty durable and good for him. Made a nice career in the NFL. We'll uh, we'll talk more about this tomorrow with Patrick McGee, but Saints made a trade today. Traded away Will Lutz to his old coach, Sean Payton. Lutz going from the Saints – to the Broncos in exchange for a seventh round pick. His his agent, by the way, wasn't happy with it and uh, made a comment that the better player is not on the Saints roster right now. Ooh. Well, but I mean, the, he was traded, you know. So what difference does it make? And and really, if you're Will Lutz, you know, you go to that high altitude air in Denver. Well, you can really kick there. Yeah, and I don't mean high as in left-handed cigarettes high. I oh, mean. You mean you know, <laughs> You know, you can uh, kick it a lot farther over I'm, there. I'm not feeling sorry for anybody that plays professional football and just got transferred to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and 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 our and the younger kicker that gets ID'd all the time because he looks like he's 15. I mean, he makes the team now for the Saints. And how could you not put him on there? I mean, he hasn't missed a single kick all all training camp. So good for everybody involved. When does the NFL start, Luke? Is it this Sunday? No, it's a, it's the Thursday after Labor Day, so the seventh of September. And can I guess that the opening game involves the Kansas City Chiefs? How did you know that, Bob? 
And the second game will involve the Kansas City Chiefs, and the third <laughs> nationally broadcasted game will involve the Kansas City Chiefs. Week from Thursday, Lions and the Chiefs from Arrowhead. And the Lions, I, I thought I read, lost their quarterback for the season yesterday. Well, I was a backup. A okay. backup guy. Okay. So, um, but you know, you won't be able to touch Patrick Mahomes, right? That's his theme song now. Can't touch this. Do do do. His brother will do something bizarro and yeah, disgusting I'm, on the sidelines, I'm and sure. then his wife will cuss everybody out. I'm, and, I'm sure. And the season will be underway. And of course, this is the big week. This weekend is the big weekend for all fantasy football leagues. And a sad statistic: most fantasy football leagues in America last longer than the average American marriage. Is that depressing? But true. Yeah, so this weekend while where do you, where do you come up with these? I already had my draft. Where do you come well, up I'm, with I'm these in, stats? I'm in two leagues. The NFL actually put that one out, mm. sadly. Mm. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in two leagues. I'm in a dynasty league, but this past Sunday night late we had a, a friendly draft. Well, most most leagues will wait though until after the fit, the final cuts come so that you're not drafting somebody that Dude, you know, if I'm drafting somebody that's about to get cut I, I didn't do my research. Well, that's fair enough. But, I mean, they could get, you know, at least until after the last preseason games where injuries and stuff could happen. You know. All right, Patrick McGee on the show tomorrow. He'll update us about the Saints. The uh, the podcast disguising itself as an accounting firm. One of those guys will be here, right, Kelly? Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be here tomorrow. Thursday, Kelnack and Phil Hall. And Friday, we're at Fuzzies. Counting down to opening day. We'll see you tomorrow. Till then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.